Just a day to go then till that second US-North Korea summit. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's already been en route to Hanoi since Saturday on a private family train. And with the anticipation building, we're happy to welcome uh, the first guest of our new segment, On the Scene. Steve Herman is White House correspondent for The Voice of America. Thank you so much for taking the time. Always a pleasure, Alex. And in Washington, which is your usual location, President Trump's security advisor, John Bolton, cancelled a planned visit to South Korea. The White House explained that as the attempt to focus on the Venezuela crisis, let alone, of course, what's happening in North Korea. Can you tell us more about this, though, in your own view? Yeah, uh, from what we can tell, that it's pretty much uh, straight up uh, how this is being described. Uh, Venezuela is a um, a significant uh, matter of concern right now for the United States. And uh, the vice president on Monday uh, was on a trip uh, to Colombia to discuss that. And uh, it was felt, uh, as best as we can tell, that uh, Ambassador Bolton's attention is really needed, uh, and that of the National Security Council as well, uh, to focus on uh, Venezuela. He's been dubbed Super Hawk among the Hawks in Washington. If we were to have heard from him in this build-up to the summit, what do you think we might have particularly heard? Well, we did hear from him uh, in the build-up to the summit. He had a very a blunt warning just a couple of months ago when he said that the North Koreans... Uh, hadn't uh, honored even the, the vague pledge that had been made in the joint declaration at the Singapore summit to work toward uh, complete denuclearization. And then, of course, we've um, had these uh, reports, uh, the satellite images uh, about uh, hidden missile bases and an estimate uh, that perhaps in the past year that the North Koreans have built uh, seven more uh, nuclear weapons. But he has also said he thinks that uh, because Pyongyang has not lived up to the commitment so far, uh, that's why he thinks that this uh, second summit in Vietnam is likely to be productive. That's the way he's uh, describing it. But more recently, we've had President Trump himself seeming to temper expectations and reminding us that, um, in his view, we already been at war if it had been uh, a president like Obama in charge, also suggesting that uh, the lack of missile tests is a huge success, uh, claiming he's willing to be patient. Uh, if we were to condense Washington's views overall, what would the expectation be? Well, it appears that the message is mission sort of halfway accomplished, and this administration appears satisfied with the status quo in the sense that North Korea is not uh, launching missiles, is not testing nuclear weapons, but the very clear message is the sanctions remain in place, and if Kim Jong-un wants to see those sanctions lifted to any degree, then we have to have concrete steps towards denuclearization. It's... um Interesting to think how the U.S. might view South Korea's role going forward. Seoul, through President Moon Jae-in, held out the possibility of using cooperation at an inter-Korean level as a, as a U.S.-based carrot. Do you think the U.S. will really pick that up? 
I don't know at this point. What we do know is there has been, of course, uh, frequent uh, communication with uh, President Moon, uh, but that uh, President uh, Trump uh, would like President Moon's cooperation. He seems satisfied with that cooperation. But that President Trump has said to President Moon, based on uh, uh, news reports quoting people privy to those conversations recently, is uh, that uh, President Trump feels that he is the only one himself, President Trump, who can achieve the denuclearization in North Korea. So I think it's a question of uh, things will go well as long as President Trump is getting credit for it, regardless of how much President Moon might be doing. Yeah, well, there there have been reports, haven't there, that uh, there was allegedly U.S. pressure on Japan to help President Trump get plenty of credit for um, bringing about peace, wasn't there? Right, that's, that's not been denied that, uh, uh, that uh, Prime Minister Abe, at President Trump's request, has uh, nominated him uh, for the Nobel Peace Prize. But speaking of accolades, there is that coin, isn't there, in the White House gift shop, which, uh, under the title New Avenue Towards Peace, actually mentions South Korean President Moon Jae-in as one of three leaders, including Chairman Kim and President Trump. They are selling these coins for $100. They are limited to 1,000 pieces. But that's not something the White House ordered, is it? It's a private initiative. Correct. There was an actual White House gift shop uh, set up uh, decades ago by the Secret Service, I believe, some sort of benevolent fund. Uh, but over the decades, uh, there is, is now no connection with what is called the White House gift shop in the state of Pennsylvania. So it's a bit of a mystery as to who may have designed the coin. But uh, if uh, any White House staffers uh, give me the coin, uh, then I can perhaps provide uh, some evidence of linkage. But until uh, I see the coin uh, being uh, handed out by anybody from the White House staff, I'm, uh, I'm not putting uh, too much emphasis on what who is on the coin or what the coin says or how it's designed. Well, you'd think it's got to be someone at least semi-sympathetic towards the South Korean position to include President Moon's name there. Well, again, uh, whoever designed the coin, uh, whether it was uh, one of the staffers for this uh, private gift shop in Pennsylvania or, um, you know, maybe somebody at the White House did uh, ring them up and order the coin, uh, it it may not uh, have been... uh, at all authorized uh, and probably was not authorized by anyone high level uh, in the administration. Yeah, I mean, no doubting President Moon's heavy involvement over the last year, but this is a bilateral summit, just to re-emphasize. How will the Trump-Kim meeting, do you think, affect his presidency? Um, He has been suffering at home, it looks like, from the outside, not just with the border wall, but uh, a whole variety of issues which have... uh, prompted Democratic candidates to line up to challenge him for the 2020 election. Yes, I've done a story uh, on this precise issue, looking at uh, how it may affect him uh, domestically from a political uh, standpoint uh, a year before um, uh, the uh, presidential election, uh, actually about a year and a half or more. Uh, There's uh, one point of view that there is a lot writing on this, and if it, is, it turns out to be a dud, if it's viewed as a disappointment, and, and Trump is already lowering expectations and, 
and in pushing back on pundits who have been on television in the past couple of days, uh, then it, it, will, it won't help him. On the other hand, uh, there are political analysts who say, look, uh, the election is so far away that this summit will be long uh, forgotten by then, unless it leads to something like a Nobel Peace Prize. And just as Trump has um, sort of pivoted on characterizing the wall as being partly built, he can um, sell to his base uh, that he has partly succeeded or mostly succeeded with the denuclearization of North Korea, regardless of, uh, of what actually happens in Hanoi or happens on the ground in North Korea in the months ahead. Do we know President Trump's plans, by the way, for Vietnam? Chairman Kim reportedly has a few goodwill visits lined up, um, which may inspire him on the economic front at home. Will President Trump be doing anything similar, or, or maybe will his focus be on some bold press conference like we saw in Singapore? What I would expect is uh, there will be uh, a day devoted uh, before the actual Trump-Kim uh, summit to bilateral meetings with the Vietnamese, sort of the opening act, and then uh, one day uh, for the summit. Uh, as you know, last time in Singapore, uh, there was not a joint news conference, uh, but there was a, uh, a solo uh, performance quite an extensive one by the president where he took uh, uh, many, many questions immediately after um, his meeting with Kim. And in fact, it occurred just after we, uh, Voice of America, uh, did an interview with the president standing in front of those uh, North Korean and and American flags together. And then he went into the news conference. Uh, So I would expect something uh, similar the whole world is watching. President Trump knows that he loves um, a big audience. And uh, I would be very surprised if he does not uh, uh, have some sort of uh, press encounter uh, after he meets with Chairman Kim. Steve Herman, White House correspondent for Voice of America. Thank you. My pleasure, Alex. Certainly the uh, excitement's building. Still Dandong train station awaiting a certain arrival by Chairman Kim Jong-un. The ground has been glistening there, obviously a bit of rain, uh, but they've laid out the red carpet. They've got uh, various bits of cleaning material there as well. Follow the news throughout the day here on TBS EFM for more. And as we're celebrating our spring season this week, you can expect to hear more from us, including a conversation with historian Bruce Cummings, as well as an exclusive interview with former US Ambassador to Korea Mark Lippert. Really looking forward to that one. We'll get their perspectives on the upcoming summit both tomorrow on this morning. But coming up next on Inside Korea, tune in to hear where Gugak, Korean traditional music, stands in the global stage on a special program running throughout this week, just after your latest news headlines.